Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, where every day is supernatural because we are supernatural. My name is Cub Cooker. Thank you guys for joining today. We're going to talk about such wisdom for a time as this. Today, 2022, September, moving into October, November, December, then into 2023. If you haven't noticed, the world's changing. It's changing. It's changed a lot in the last 10 years. Changed a lot in the last five years, the last two years. And so I want to talk about some timeless wisdom today. What's up, 74 Leathercraft? How are you doing, brother? I made this image for 74 Leathercraft. You guys go check him out. If you haven't checked him out on YouTube Facebook. He's over on Facebook as Jacob Maroney on his profile, M-E-R-O-N-E-Y, and then go check him out on TikTok. He drops a video every day. He's all about the American craftsman. He does handmade leather goods, and he teaches people how to do that and how to start a side hustle uh, with stuff that's laying around their garage just like this. And so we were playing around with my AI software last night. And I made this image, and it really sparked my thought this afternoon as I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, because doing two live streams a day, two full hours a day, plus all the short-form videos, plus answering comments, plus uploading the restream of this everywhere, it's a lot of work. And sometimes I don't always have time to study and get into it. But I was thinking about wisdom today. And if there's one unique thing about wisdom, wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is something that you recall in your mind and in your heart and in your ethos when times are hard. When you need that reactionary idea and guidance, that's what wisdom is. Wisdom comes from experience. Wisdom comes from life-changing experience and the book of Enoch is the perfect place I had an awesome awesome grandpa but he did not go up and meet the Lord he did not go up and meet angels he did not go to the ends of the earth and see things that nobody will ever see he was an awesome awesome man I loved him loved him until the day he passed his name was Thomas Brown, and my grandpa on the Cooker side, I didn't much know him, but every time I talked to him, he talked to me about Jesus, every single time. He wanted to make sure that my heart was set in the right direction. And both men had a workbench that looked very similar to this. My grandpa Cooker, he lived in Iowa his whole life, or most of his life, as long as I knew him. And then my grandpa Brown lived here in Amarillo, Texas. Top of Texas, West Texas, wherever you want to call it. Technically, we're North Texas. I don't know why we never call it North Texas. Everybody around here calls it West Texas, but we're about as North as you can get. Right in the top of the little hat on top of Texas there. Right in the middle. If you drew an X on the top of Texas, we're right in the middle of that. And he had a workbench like this, too. And uh, after he passed, I've got uh, a lot of stuff from him. In fact, I've got a little jar. Let me grab it. Ugh. It's behind my computer because I was cleaning the other day. Here it is. If you guys can see that. It's got a little Zippo in it. It's got some buffalo nickels it's got a little horny toad on the bottom and a bunch of fishing tackle and some dice he worked for a, comp a trucking company called gifford hill it's got a dollar bill he always oh it's a two dollar bill he always had two dollar bills back in the day in his pocket and then it's got um his visa when he went to australia and then a bunch of other silver coins and a buckeye if you've never seen a buckeye but this is this in a jar and it represents wisdom and as i said the book of enoch is nothing but wisdom guys it is a yes it's a trip yes it's a crazy experience but it's got a ton of wisdom in it 
and it has literally changed my life. I would not be doing what I'm doing now if in college some hippie at a party asked me, hey, have you ever read Enoch? You you like all that Bible stuff, man. You're one of the Jesus guys. And I was like, no, never read it. So I got a got Book of Enoch, started reading it, started talking about it at parties. I remember some of my good friends, we, we'd be hanging out all hours of the night. And we'd have these awesome conversations about Enoch, you know, your mind's already. And it's like, okay, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's talk about this. This is existence. This is potentially, if it's authentic and if you believe it, it's the fabric of our reality. And it's his experience of that. 74 Leathercraft says that's awesome. Man, love you, brother. I hope you're doing well today. Um, Anyway, yeah, I was just thinking about you, thinking about this whole wisdom thing. I think this is a great, you know, jumping off point here. Sounds like a little bit of philosophy kicking Saturday. Yeah, man, uh, we're getting into getting into philosophy today. Uh, we 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 do a lot of the extraterrestrial, UFO, paranormal, uh, biblical, prophetic, that type stuff here. Definitely into spirituality. This is not your normal uh, faith channel. This is uh, this is gonna you know take your mind places that maybe it didn't go before. But that's exactly why we're here. We're here to ask the right questions. Steve says life's changed in the last two weeks. That's the truth. Absolutely. Uh, Steve says it took the Book of Enoch to do that for you. I'll stick with the biblical text, Ezekiel. Dude, absolutely, Ezekiel. Ezekiel is mind blowing. The chariot of fire, Elijah's chariot of fire, the new Jerusalem, all of this stuff is definitely otherworldly, extraterrestrial, whatever you want to call it. Da Vinci knew more than what we believe, absolutely. Uh, Wasn't it a part of the Bible at one time, Truth Seeker says? Um, Yes. It was well. It's actually still a part of the biblical canon in Ethiopia, so it is technically, definitely a part of the Bible, and I mean millions of people read that canon of the Bible. So here in the West, when you say that's not biblical, everybody says that. You know what a small mentality to think that here in the West, look at all the other continents. Look at all the other canons like we, you know, here in the West and in England, we're using, you know, basically the same canon of the of the Bible. Yet you've got millions of people that have access to the Ethiopian Bible and are reading it and being taught it and being taught Enoch as canon. So we got to stop and go, hey, wait a minute. okay, maybe there's more out there. Maybe maybe we're not on an island here like we think we are. Maybe we are part of a global community of faith and spirituality and paranormal happenings that have been going on for centuries. And so I want to talk about Enoch because of that wisdom. And I want to get away from the paranormal stuff just a little bit today and think about the philosophy of what he's talking about here. He's going to start chapter one. This is the book of parables. Uh, it's book two, chapter one. So if you have the books of Enoch, if you don't have them, you can get them on my website. Go grab them on my website. Uh, that supports this channel. I really appreciate that. It's www.cubcooker.me, cubcooker.me. And uh, it's under the spiritual resource, the Amazon shop there. So, um, yes, I agree with you, Agape Gal. Um, let's see. Uh, keep doing your best and know that the world is a better place simply because you exist. Amen. Thank you very much. And all of us, that's a great message for all of us. So, uh, ancient history is different from today. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Is the only country. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's, there's plenty of problems in Ethiopia today. I'm not saying there's not, I'm not saying they've got it all figured out. I don't think anybody on this planet does right now. Um, but I am, I am saying like, you know, when we talk about why is it not canonized in, uh, the Bible, 
Well, here in the West, we just say the Bible and we assume that it is the same all around the world. And that is absolutely a thousand percent not true because, you know, it's different from version to version here in the U.S. And then you go other parts of the world and they're, they really are reading different versions of it depending on what major church uh, sect, not denomination, but sect. And then you have denominations within those larger uh, chunks of that, if you will. Uh, just join the topic today is we're talking about wisdom such as this for today, 2022 from the book of Enoch, someone that, uh, if book of Enoch is true, I can't tell you if it is or not, but I can tell you what the words say. I can tell you what the book says. I can't tell you if the Bible's true, but I can tell you what the words say. I can tell you what it does in my life. I can tell you what I've seen happen that corroborates that. And so that's what I'm going to share with you in the book of Enoch is this wisdom that really, really looks like it's pointing to it's for us today. And I think there's a reason that myself and a handful of other people are really getting awoken to this whole Enochian idea when it comes to adding that to our deeper understanding of theology. There's my dog. Amen. Get a groan from him. Groan from the Holy Spirit here. Uh, no, that was just my dog, Abel. He's he's a, well, he's not old, but he's five years old, Great Dane, and he might as well be uh, 500, but, um, he, you know, he's a grumpy guy in the afternoon, so. Uh, I am feeling that it's what's going on, absolutely. Agape Gal says, I think it is. I've had paranormal experiences which lead me to the Apocrypha and the Ethiopian Bible. Absolutely. And people that do have those paranormal experiences have no choice because we don't find a lot of answers in the modern evangelical Western or church of England canon that we have now, or even the Catholic one. Uh, in fact, the Catholic one has a lot more info in it than, than we do now. So that's kind of cool. It has more books than like my, uh, my regular King James version or my, uh, Christian standard version over here. So, um, so to me, guys, it's like all scripture, all scripture is profitable for raising up in spiritual understanding, wisdom, uh, in correction for our lives and understanding who we are and what type of beings we are. I started reading the gospel of Mary Magdalene today. And I had somebody a while back say, Hey, I bought that book. And, you know, I was really excited and there's not a lot in it. And I'm going, I listened to five minutes today and I had to go back and listen to it three different times because it is deep. And so if you listen to gospel of Thomas or gospel of Mary Magdalene, and you don't think there's anything there, you need to dig deeper. You need to dig deeper in yourself and really meditate on what it means. And gospel of Mary Magdalene already, there's a huge bold claim in it where Mary Magdalene asks Christ, and says, what is sin? And he goes, sin does not exist. You create sin. You create sin by that which you do. That's a majorly different message than we hear from, I don't know, any denomination, any faith tradition, any modern understanding. Yet we have, in this day and age, we have knowledge returning to us. And we should look at it. I think, for me, I have to. I can't not look at it. I know, double negative there. But I have to look into it because it's it's life. There's life in that. Whether you believe it 100% or not, learning that and understanding these all these different ideologies, what if it's true? What if what she said in there is absolutely true? What if it's a 100% authentic book and you sleep on it because... You're focused on only this thing. So wisdom says not gain the whole world and all the stuff, but gain all the experiences, all of the wisdom, all the knowledge, all of the understanding you can about who you are, who your neighbor is, who Christ was, and what our purpose is here. And how many of us got up this morning and pondered the meaning of life? Or did we ponder brush your teeth, get a quick bagel, got to get to Starbucks, got to get to work on time. I've got this to do. I've got a meeting. I need to go here. 
I've got at lunch, I've got to stop off at the dry cleaners. Then I got to get home. There's a soccer game. I've got the guys. It's all, it's all the world. That's all the stuff. And all that does is pile up and it's not wisdom. Like we're talking about here. Wisdom comes from a quiet place in our heart. It comes from a time when we stop and we say, I don't know about all this other stuff. Maybe there's something more important. Maybe there's something deeper. Maybe there's a love I haven't even experienced yet that is absolutely talked about in all of scripture, but we miss it because we argue and we rush and we're hurried and you've got this due and that due and all the stuff. And I'm speaking from experience because I lost my business this last year and it was the most terrifying thing in the world. I did not know what to do. And I'll answer some questions here in a second. I did not know what to do after losing my business. Uh, I kept just a very, very small amount of clients. Um, very, you know, very small. And um, then that got even smaller. And then I had to question, what am I doing? How, how do I do this? And then I had clients that I thought were going to book with me. I thought were going to hire me. I mean, it was like a done deal thing. Multiple of them. And then nothing couldn't even getting, couldn't even get them to call me back. Like nothing. Like, God, what is this thing? What am I doing? He's like, that's all the stuff. That's just all the stuff. Do the thing I've called you to do. And that's what I'm doing. And you guys, thank you. Have stepped up and supported me with this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your support because your support means the world. Um, I've got people all the time telling me, you know, Hey, I want to sit down with you or can we zoom call? Can we whatever, you know? And I'm like, Hey, that's great. That's nice. Here's my book. I don't know if you can see that God given gifts of brilliance. I wrote this in 2020. I wrote this as a gift to me and a gift to you now. And this is your gift to me now. Because as you guys buy this book, it supports what I'm doing. But this was my entire life of wisdom. Yeah, I'm only 30-something years old. I'll be 40 in the next couple of years. But this is wisdom collected and written down. I've been through a lot of stuff. A lot of really bad stuff. A lot of really good stuff. A lot of opportunity. A lot of missed opportunity. A lot of stupid decisions. A lot of right decisions. But it's all in here. Got some great, great timeless wisdom in there. And and things like this, everything on my website, if you buy anything on my website, it supports me in some form or fashion. And I'm grateful for that. And, and by saying, hey, I'm done with all the stuff. I'm done with all the stuff. And I mean, I still have a car. I still have a house. I'm not saying I decided to go be homeless, but I'm just talking about there's stuff in our life and it can just be junk on the table where it's something we can look at and go, Hey, I remember this. I remember when, Hey, I remember when I got that Buckeye with my grandpa, we were walking, found it in the alley. Hey, I remember when we went fishing to this cool fishing hole. Hey, I remember when we caught a horny toad out at the Canyon. Hey, I remember he always had, two dollar bills he paid for everything with two dollar bills he just had a ton of them experiences texture flavor to life and and enoch has a lot of that guys so i'm going to get into enoch here uh thank you heavenly source for allowing me to awaken and enlighten so that i may awaken and enlighten all of those around me and bring them closer to you serpentine of light amen 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 very very good and that's something I'm I'm just now realizing, guys. I'm I had a video I posted, you know, 90 days ago, and what I was talking about in that, I don't even believe anymore. Am I going to take it down? No, cuz it's wisdom. It's part of the process. It's part of the plan. It's part of my journey. It's part of the data collected not just online, but in my life and my heart. Uh, M Jonesy, go watch my video on rapture. I'll show you exactly what it looks like. Cause I 
just talked about it on TikTok. It's that one. Could the rapture be spiritual, not physical? Could the rapture be spiritual, not physical? Go watch that live stream and then we'll talk. That live stream was really, really good. I really break down the rapture. I break down a lot of ideas about it, which are definitely enlightening. Certainly were for me. Uh, what do you think about the five red heifers that was just delivered to Israel? It's all prophecy guys, you know? Um, I mean, we have the calendar basically of how all this goes down, but I think the interpretation of what's actually going down is what we've missed. You know, revelation says to try and figure it out. People have been trying to figure it out for thousands of years. I don't think anybody's going to figure it out until it's time. And I think some people are starting to figure it out now. I think I've seen some things in it that, yeah, I can see, uh, you know, everybody had the whole rapture rapture thing. And, and there's all this pre-trib and post-trib rapture and everything. And in that video, I claim that I was already raptured in 2020. I mean, if I get raptured again, fine, whatever, maybe, you know. But it, it was like a flash of lightning. Just, I changed. It was like I was upgraded, changed. Put into a new timeline stepped into a new destiny or maybe the destiny that I came here for in the first place. Anyway, it's a great, great video. Go check it out. I think you will really enjoy it, but thank you for that question. M Jonesy. That's a, that's an awesome question. And that's wisdom too. Wisdom isn't, I believe this thing and I'm going to go beat everyone in the head with it. That's not wisdom. That's not love. That's not duty to what we're supposed to be doing, even by most people's standards of duty when it comes to, uh, you know, serving God and taking the gospel to others. And you guys know, if you've watched my channel, I am certainly not what you would consider a Christian channel. I am a Christ follower. I think I am a Christ and you are a Christ and we are a Christ. And by the way, I welcome everyone and i don't think that you have to be from any church any denomination any personal belief set if you're searching for him you'll find him and that's wisdom because i don't care if you're zoroastrian muslim buddhist hindu christian catholic agnostic atheist you're welcome here and all the other ones in between that i missed you're welcome here and you are encouraged to be a part of this community. If you are willing to seek deeply to find God, whatever God is, to find love, whatever that is that most of us will never understand until we experience him and find Christ within us. And if you're willing to do that with positivity and joy and respect, you're welcome here. For real, no converting anyone, nothing like that. It's just for real. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the community. Is Enoch in Hebrew? Um, the version I have is English Standard Version. So um, I haven't seen a version where you can do like the root uh, words or any of the concordance on it. I'm sure it probably exists. I just haven't found it yet. And I better get into reading this before I run out of time today. It's already four o'clock and I've got to be done at four thirty. So Okay, chapter one, the first parable in book two, the parables. The second vision which he saw, the vision of wisdom, which Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam saw. That's a really long way to say this is the vision Enoch saw. And this is the beginning of the words of wisdom, which I lifted up my voice to speak and say to those which dwell on earth, hear ye men of old and see ye that come after the words of the Holy One which I will speak before the Lord of Spirits. It were better to declare to the men of old times, but even from those 
that come after, we will not withhold the beginning of wisdom. Now, first off, I see that he's setting up two entities here. I see that we have a Lord of Spirits and we have a Holy One. Most people, when we read any kind of biblical literature, we look at Holy One, we look at Lord, we look at God, we look at Elohim, we look at all, we just lump them all together and we assume it's all the same thing. All of these biblical texts, including Enoch, are exploring much different hierarchies and heavenly beings than we understand. Even when it says an angel of the Lord, that word angel is is always just a really cheap label. We slap on whatever it was actually talking about or whatever was actually seen or maybe even misunderstood what it was and just called it an angel, called it a son of God, called it a God. We see in many different cultures, there's light beings, there's star children, there's the star father. They even show ancient civilizations what star system or what star they come from. Why do you think we have like the pyramids in a perfect alignment? Because they're telling them who built those things, where they come from. That's what I believe and that's what ancient astronaut theory proposes, by the way. I'm a big ancient astronaut theorist on here, so um, I take all of that, put it in this big old gumbo soup that we have going on here, and that, that's what you get with the channel. So, It were better to declare to the men of old times, but even those that come after, we will not withhold the beginning of wisdom. Thank God, by the way. Because if they ha if this knowledge had been held for only the men of old, we might not have it today. And and that's really cool. This was if you don't know, the Book of Enoch was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. If you've ever heard of Dead Sea Scrolls, now you know this is one of the main documents that was in it, amongst many, many other, but this was one of the uh more complete, you know, we've we've got a nice a nice volume of it. I mean the book's pretty thick, you know, you can get get a nice little uh, volume out of it. So that's good. Um, some of these, like Gospel of Mary Magdalene I was talking about, which has wisdom in it, it literally starts out with page eight. And all of the other pages had decomposed. They have them, but they, you couldn't even read them. Um, and then there's some other pages in the book that I don't even think they have that... Um, that it skips around it was literally i was reading mary magdalene i do the audio books and i'm listening to it today and uh the lady narrating it you know it's like in the middle of this great story about the soul and the spirit and the place between them talking about a person in three parts of of who we really are and it goes this is important because and then it stops and then she jumps like three chapters or three, you know, three pages there, like three really good sections that you're like, wait, what, what? Um, so wisdom is not always complete, but wisdom is a really good servant of us personally, because the more wisdom we gain, the more complete, even the incomplete wisdom becomes. And that's, what's really cool about wisdom. And that's why I like wisdom. I like philosophy. Because even if it's not complete, even if we read Enoch and we don't get it, like we don't intellectually get it, somewhere down the line we read or see or hear something and then it's like a light bulb goes off because that's wisdom. That's getting that wisdom in you. People go, oh, you're, you're, you're smart. You, you get all, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not intellectual. I'm not that guy. I don't even remember that. I paraphrase 99% of what I say. Uh, when I'm quoting a scripture, unless I'm reading it verbatim, I'm paraphrasing it because I get the essence of it and I get the wisdom of it. And I think we should all do that. And that allows me to not come at someone and go, because of this, you need to know this. Like, I just come at them and go, well, hey, didn't Jesus say, you know, something to this effect? Well, I interpret that as like, it's able to have like a loving conversation about something rather than you know, no, this is what it said. Cause just pick up the next Bible over and it says something a little different and then a little different on the next version and the next version, a little different. 
And so that's where wisdom, I think, is one of the best servants we can have. And this is a great episode to do now. We've done 40 episodes in this format. This will be 42. And this is a great segue. Like As we move into more of Enoch, we move into more Gospel of Thomas. Uh, as you know, things unfold in the world too. I try to cover that type of thing on here uh, and be willing to talk about all of that. But it's really important that wisdom reign within each of us because that wisdom always points us to God, always points us within, and always points us to love first before there's any type of uh, you know doctrine or dogma debated. It's that love first mentality. So. I saw a vid where the guy explains 666. Uh, what he said in the old language means Jesus' thoughts. Uh, I've seen that one too. Uh, people say, you know, and I'm not saying I say this, but there's a lot of people claiming that Jesus is the Antichrist. I will say I can see that because of what we've made him. I can see that the Jesus a lot of people want to see coming on the cloud to rescue them is exactly the opposite of what he actually said. Not what it says in like Revelation and all the other old prophecies and stuff like, but what Christ actually said, the words we have recorded of him between the canonized gospels as well as the Gnostic gospels, which is the gospel of Philip, gospel of Mary Magdalene, gospel of Judas, and Gospel of Thomas, which I love, love, love. And I'm on, I've read Gospel of Thomas three different times now, and then I'm reading Gospel of Mary Magdalene, and then I'll do Philip uh, and Judas. And I've I've gone through the spark notes of all of those, but I try to read them for myself to really understand. But if you look at who he really says he is, if you look at what his actual claims are, and then you look at what was built after him by men and women, but by, by humanity... It's not really the same thing. It's almost, in some ways, even the church in Acts, even though they meant well, there's some things that are really questionable as far as how he actually set things up. You know, and a lot of people assume, well, no, the church in Acts, you know, a lot, a lot of those people walked with him. You know, uh, you've got, you know, the experience. You got, Paul, so there's Paul, you know, Paul experienced Christ on the road, you know, so I don't know, but I, I prefer to read what was recorded that he said and look at the character of him and who he is based on that first and then look at other doctrine around that and go, does that really fit the narrative? Because I shouldn't be changing my understanding and understanding of who Christ is based on what someone else says or claims to have an experience with him. But by the grace of God, we have words that he spoke in the canonized Gospels and the Gnostic Gospels. Now, the Gnostic Gospels, the Gospel of Thomas, best guess, was written around 60 AD. So some scholars say it was written closer to the time of Christ than any other Gospel. Does that make it authentic? No, not necessarily. You could certainly write fan fiction during the time someone lives. I mean... But it definitely, for me, makes it noteworthy to read and maybe put together. And then when I see that what it says is corroborated by what the canonized Gospels say and then vice versa, to me there's something we need to pay attention to. And then when I see discrepancies with this Jesus as the Savior on the clouds that everyone talks about, that I grew up with, by the way. I'm not, I'm not you know, calling anyone out. I'm saying I grew up with this. So... I can see how the Jesus that a lot of people, including myself, back in the 90s, were worshiping and believing on could definitely be an Antichrist because the Antichrist might come looking exactly like him. Might be to a T looking like that Jesus rather than like Christ. And if you don't know the difference between Jesus and Christ... Christ is the anointed one. It comes from the root word kriso, which means to anoint. And in fact, the way I interpret it is that he is anointing us. And he came to return us back to our true, true creation. 
Um, and so that's where, that's where I get that from. But the creator and even Jesus told many different people to do many different things. Uh, in fact, no, the creator never told anyone to do anything in the Bible. The maker tells people to do things all the time. And Christ or Jesus told people to do things that actually lines up with the essence of creation and El Elyon, God Most High, and even challenged some of what the maker God uh, did. So, and if you, if you don't, if you're not tracking with me there, I've got another video for you. And I'm doing this just, just so you guys can track with me. So, is Yahweh the, the Father Christ spoke of? This is a great, great video here. Um, give me a follow on YouTube here so we can get our views up here. I would really appreciate it. The shorts are doing really well. But the longer videos, I mean, these are an hour long. Not everybody watches hour long. But um, on the YouTube, this one is great. Um, then, then this one was from this morning who decided the Bible is really the word of God. That one's fantastic as well. So um, anyway, check those out. But that, that'll give you the idea of what I'm talking about with Yahweh and the Father being different or seemingly different. You can make your own decision on it. But for me, um, I, I kind of have to separate them because uh, the Bible makes sense to me when I separate them. And it never made sense before. So that's just my own personal journey. But um, Okay, so getting into verse 3 here. Um, let me get the comments back here. Sorry. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, some of those comments I'm not tracking with, guys. Uh, Y'all are smarter than me with some of this stuff. But um, let's see any other good comments that I need to answer. Okay, if you do have a good uh, question, drop it down below. Um, Michael Sexton, yeah, Michael, you've got some you've got some deep esoteric knowledge about this stuff. I'd love to do a stream with you one of these days. Uh, yeah. We might talk about that. Uh, number three, verse three here. Till the present day, such wisdom has never been given by the Lord of spirits. And I have received according to my insight, according to the good pleasure of the Lord of spirits, by whom the Lord of eternal life has been given to me. Now, three parables were imparted to me and I lifted up my voice and recounted them to those that dwell on the earth. The first parable, when the congregation of the righteous shall appear and the sinners shall be judged for their sins and shall be driven from the face of the earth. By the way, before we get into this, and I read the word sinner about a thousand times here, I am not calling anyone a sinner. I am not uh, you know, judging any other beliefs or anything. I am literally reading from an ancient text, so algorithm, TikTok, just FYI, this is, I'm actually reading from a uh, literal work, so. And when the righteous one shall appear before the eyes of the righteous, whose elect works hang upon the Lord of spirits. And a light shall appear to the righteous and the elect who dwell on the earth. Where then will be the dwelling of the sinners and where the resting place of those who have denied the Lord of spirits? It has been good for them if they had not been born. So basically, we're getting in here and we're talking about a much different picture of this idea of rapture. The congregation of the righteous shall appear. The sinners shall be judged for their sins and shall be driven from the face of the earth. So that's different than, oh, all the good people are going to be beamed up. Which is like this huge narrative that we have going on now that Jesus is going to come and beam people up. And you're going to be caught up in the air with your Lord and Savior. And that's fine, but guys, that has E.T. written all over it to me. And what have I been talking about this whole time? If it's extraterrestrial in the Bible, yes, it can be a servant of the Most High. 
but it is not the most high. If it's extraterrestrial in the Bible, sometimes it's downright trying to be God and certainly not. And that, that's my belief, that's my current understanding, which can change, and when it does, if it does, it may get stronger in this direction, I may, you know, find more data the other direction, I don't know. But I, I promise, I, I try to be candid here with everyone and, and actually share what I'm learning as I'm learning it, as God's revealing it, and as I see it in the text, and as I put pieces together and build a bigger picture. So that's why it's important as you watch my videos or you go back and watch the live streams, track them in order because they are a building of understanding here. If I wait till I get it all, uh, I won't even be on this earth anymore and then I can't even make these videos. So, um, you know, and I'm not a pastor that goes to seminary and then comes out with some sort of regurgitated doctrine. And I'm not saying every pastor does. A lot of pastors dig for themselves. But, you know, as a whole, that's kind of what these schools of theology are for. They're going to teach you their version of all of this. And then you're going to go out and start speaking based on that. And I haven't done any of that. I've taken some seminary courses from a bunch of different traditions. I've even taken Scientology courses. Yes, I know. Crazy, huh? Crazy that I'm hungry to learn and I'm hungry for wisdom and I'm hungry to dig deeper into who I am and who God is and who you are. And by the way, how we can all actually work together and love each other and build a collective consciousness that actually makes this world a better place and maybe even lifts the veil and starts to glitch the matrix out so much that we can actually see reality, experience reality and step into that new reality. And so that's what I talk about as the rapture. And I see here kind of that version of the rapture playing out as well. It's not talking about people beaming up the way that we've kind of been, you know, sold that bill of goods in churches since, well, the 90s, I know, was a huge time when this rapture imagery came out. Uh, and there were a lot of books that were not necessarily, uh, you know, nonfiction. They were some fiction books uh, that really perpetuated the idea of, you know, what if you're left behind? Well, a lot of these texts are saying if you're left behind, good thing. Because that's going to be rebuilt. That's going to be, you know, put into the new reality, the new timeline, the higher consciousness. Uh, that's going to be put into 5D Earth. A lot of people talk about the 5D Earth awakening right now, which I'm very intrigued by. I find the book of Revelations to be iffy at best. Daniel chapter 12, uh, Revelation chapter 12, same-ish. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. Um, so I've always questioned revelation, not just because it's weird. I think it's more of a calendar and a clock, uh, and a really crazy vision that was had. We don't even know that it was John. Uh, I found that out the other day. I thought we knew, and it's one of those books that don't really quite know who the author is, according to certain scholars. Um, and you can, again, do your own research, but the more I look into this stuff, the more questionable some of it is. And then the things that people say are questionable don't seem questionable to me. And, you know, and it's, you're, you're, we're dealing with thousands of years of tradition here. And we have to understand that because only myself can make a decision for myself. Only you can make a decision for you, um, on what is authentic and what is worth reading. But again, I say all scripture take the wisdom in got the bench back here grandpa's workbench wisdom 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 in all the pieces may not look like much to the average person but i guarantee you if that was your grandpa's workbench you got a million memories for every tool box nail and artifact on that bench and that's what i'm talking about today when it comes to reading enoch Maybe we need to quit reading all of this stuff as a verbatim and read it more as one person's understanding and we can take every piece of that understanding and add it to our understanding, which becomes understanding, which becomes part of our operating system and a much bigger, bigger picture of what reality is. Uh, Annie says, I love this background and I do have those memories. See, awesome, awesome, yeah. Uh, and anyone that's, you know, and if you don't have a grandfather or you didn't, don't remember your grandfather, or you didn't get to experience that, read the book of Enoch, read the book of Enoch because he's the grandpa we all want. Trust me. 
I mean, he got to go see the heavens, the ends of the earth, angels. He got to see the Lord of Spirits or experience it. It doesn't really say see him, but it, he got to experience the Lord, the presence of the Lord of Spirits. He got to see uh, the Holy One. A lot of people interpret that Holy One as God, but again, I interpret it as an agent of God, a servant, uh, something holy and divine. And as we get through this, it says, number six, verse six, when the secrets of the righteous shall be revealed and the sinners judged and the godless driven from the presence of the righteous and elect. From that time, those that possess the earth shall no longer be powerful and exalted. This is important, guys. Don't sleep on this. If you made it this far, check this out. From that time, those that possess the earth shall no longer be powerful and exalted. And they shall not be able to behold the face of the holy. For the Lord of spirits has caused his light to appear on the face of the holy, righteous, and elect. Verse 8. Then shall the kings and the mighty perish and be given into the hands of the righteous and holy. And thenceforward, none shall seek for themselves mercy from the Lord of spirits, for their life is at an end. And it shall come to pass in those days that the elect and holy children will descend from the high heaven, and their seed will become one with the children of men. Okay. You got y'all uh, ancient astronaut theorists out there probably going nuts right now because I know I am. Wait, what? The holy ones? The holy children will descend from the high heaven and their seed will become one with the children of men. And in those days, Enoch received books of zeal and wrath and the books of disquiet and and expulsion and mercy shall not be accorded to them saith the lord of spirits and in those days a whirlwind carried me off from the earth and set me down on the end of the heavens and there i saw another vision the dwelling places of the holy and the resting places of the righteous here mine eyes saw their dwellings with his righteous angels and their resting places with the holy and they petition and intercede and prayed for the children of men. And righteousness flowed before them as water. And mercy like dew upon the earth. Thus it is amongst them forever and ever. And in that place mine eyes saw that the elect one of righteousness and of faith. And I saw his dwelling. His place under the wings of the Lord of Spirits. And righteousness shall prevail in his days, and the righteous and elect shall be without number before him forever and ever. And I don't know about y'all, but I kind of think we've just been introduced to Christ here, to Jesus, to Yeshua, to Yahusha. I talked about Yahusha, Yeshua, Yesh, Yeshu. What does that mean? And, and yes, we know it means salvation, right? Like, but it means like to rescue from, to deliver from. And I propose the question in my Yahweh is Yahweh the father of Christ video. Might that be his name because he's rescuing us from that entity? I don't know. Just kind of a cool thought, kind of an interesting thought. Go check it out. Check out that video. Um, read Enoch. We'll continue reading through it. I don't read every verse and letter of Enoch, by the way. Um, you know, I try to be respectful to the people that write these books uh, because you should have a reason to go read it on your own. If I'm just reading it verbatim, then why would you go read it on your own? So also, I don't want to interpret every piece of it for you because some pieces are uh, for you to in your own heart, in your own life, interpret for yourself. But I try to give an overview of what it's talking about. So, uh, so let's see. Um, da, 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 da. 
any questions here lots of conversations going on so um oh uh Kaya boys says i downloaded this app to be a part of this community because spotify doesn't allow um oh international oh, okay i didn't know that interesting well thank you for being here uh tiktok international so Anyway, I'm going to jump off for today. Thank you guys so much for being here. My wife just walked in the door, so I've got to run to the store with her tonight. Uh, go check out. This is my YouTube channel. We're at 2.53 thousand subscribers over there. We're at 124, 25,000 here on TikTok. We're at 110,000 almost on Facebook. So give me some love on YouTube. Thank you very much. And like I said, you can go watch all the long-form videos there. Uh, these every day, twice a day, I'm uploading these. So if you miss part of this one, you want to catch it, you can catch it over there. You can also check on Spotify and Apple at the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Grab it over there. Thank you guys so much. Uh, don't forget, I do have a sale going on this weekend. Discount 25, get 25% off everything in my shop right now. I'm discontinuing a lot of these shirts and a lot of this merch to make room for the new merch and shirts merchant shirts um i've got really cool new designs so these are my new more graphically designed uh we've got posters i've got the phone cases those phone cases are cool these are like the shock absorbent ones and everything uh and then the shirt mug we've got all kinds of stuff i'm trying to do more series of stuff as i drop a design um and so all of this stuff 25 percent off with discount 25 that goes directly to help support me and I really appreciate that. Somebody said, hey, uh, you know, your shirts are, are really high priced. And just so you guys know, like walk into any, you know, retailer that, that offers premium clothing. Look at the price tag. I mean, you know, it's well over $100. Um, and these, I, I priced them under 100 to try to be fair with the pricing. And please know that I don't make anywhere near that. I still have to pay the cost of making these, all the everything, the fees to the company that does all this printing for me. Um, so, but I do get a chunk of it so that I can continue doing this. So, but that's why I can offer up to this 25% off. Uh, I want to try to clear some of that out. And then, um, we've got some new launches coming, going into the fall. So stuff you guys are really going to like, but if you see any of these that you love, I promise you a bunch of this stuff's going away next week. So go grab it now. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Don't forget wisdom. Don't forget wisdom. That's why I show up here every day to remind us all that it's not in the exactings, guys. Like, we'll never figure out all the exactings and what does this mean and that mean. I mean, you can drive yourself crazy all day trying to figure that out. But it's the wisdom of taking all of this stuff, listening to these books on audio, listening to podcasts like this and adding it to your understanding and building a bigger consciousness. Anyway, thank you guys for the comments. I hope you have a beautiful day. Love you guys. Peace.